Welcome to the Breckenridge Podcast. This is Chris Day, and with me today, I've got Jeremy Jenkins. Today, Jeremy and I will be discussing municipal market benchmarks. And Jeremy, why don't we jump right in? Can you provide some background on municipal market indices? Sure, Chris. The first municipal bonds index was published by Lehman Brothers and Al Barclays back in 1980. Since then, a number of other companies have introduced a variety of indices, including Merrill Lynch and S&P Dow Jones. Uh, but for the purposes of this conversation, let us focus on the Barclays indices as those are the ones that are used by Breckenridge for our tax-efficient municipal bond portfolios. Okay, so using Barclays, uh, can we dive a little bit deeper on a few of those? Yes, so there are a plethora of Barclays indices out there, both broad market and more segmented. For instance, some will be broken into different maturity buckets. Uh, some will focus on particular sectors like general obligation bonds, uh, for instance, and some will be segmented based on credit quality. Given that the strategies that we manage are high quality and on the short or intermediate range of the yield curve, our portfolios are most often benchmarked against investment-grade indices that align closely with the duration of our strategies. Right. And we should say off the top that our portfolios will differ from every index, sometimes quite materially, correct? Definitely. We'll get to some of the finer points shortly, but it's worth mentioning quickly that we'll always have far fewer holdings in the index, and often different credit sector, state, and callability profiles, as well as different maturity structures. Overarching all of this is that bonds in the market trade pretty infrequently, so replication is, is quite impossible, regardless of one's intent. Sure. Okay. So with that said, let's get a little bit more granular on the construction and components of the indices. And why don't we use a few intermediate duration versions as examples? Right. So the intermediate bond universe in general is pretty broad. Uh, and as such, there are a number of different benchmarks that fall within this universe. But let's talk specifically about three of them. The Barclays 5-year, the Barclays 1-10-year, to 10 year, and the Barclays Managed Money Short Intermediate 1-10-year. to 10 year. First, let's take the Barclays 5-year. And there are quite a few points that we'll cover here. To start, this benchmark holds over 5,000 municipal securities that have between four to six years to their maturity date with an effective duration of a little under four, currently about 3.91 years. This maturity band leads to a pretty concentrated set of bonds along the yield curve, and essentially, bonds come into the index when they have six years or less to maturity, and then they go out of the index when they have less than four years to maturity. So this implies roughly a turnover about 50% per year within the index. That number's not perfect, but roughly that, that's a good estimate. It's also worth noting that many of the bonds in the index are older issues that came to the market many years ago. And as we mentioned before, a limited number could actually be purchased in the market today. How about the ratings and sector distributions? Sure, as far as ratings, the index will hold investment grade or better securities. Right now, that breaks down to about 25% in AAA paper, 58% in AA, 15% in single A, and about 2% in triple Bs. Okay, so some lower investment grade bonds in there. How about sector? Yeah, as far as the sectors, the index will be pretty heavily weighted towards larger issuers, and that means a lot of state general obligation bonds. Right now, that sits at about 20%, with local general obligation exposure at about 15%. 
Also, it's important to note that the index does have exposure to some more esoteric sectors within the municipal market, like industrial development bonds or pollution control revenue bonds, as well as tobacco revenue bonds and AMT securities. To contrast, Breckenridge generally has an overweight towards uh, local general obligation bonds, as well as essential service revenue bonds, and limited exposure to IDR and PCR bonds, and no tobacco exposure and no exposure to AMT securities. Got it. How about the state allocation of the index? Again, the index is heavy in the biggest issuers. Right now, about 30% of the index is derived from the state of California in New York and close to three quarters of the index is comprised of issuers from states whose residents are incented to own in-state debt. Why is that important? If from a yield standpoint, all else equal, those bonds from specialty state issuers generally trade at lower yields than issues from states like Texas or the state of Washington, which do not have state tax liabilities. Got it. And finally, what about the callability of the securities in the index? So this is an interesting piece to the puzzle. As I mentioned, the bonds in the in the Barclays 5 index mature between four to six years from now. That said, many of them have call features in advance of their final maturity, including some that are currently callable, but have not been called yet by the issuer. So this leads to a fair number of bonds in the, in the index with very short durations, assuming the bonds are pricing to their call date, but much higher market yields. I'll I'll give an extreme example for illustrative purposes. The index holds, as of the beginning of the month, a California Public Works lease bond that has a coupon of 5%, a maturity of October 1st, 2019, and has an ex-call date of a couple months from now, October 1st this year. The duration of this bond is roughly 0.15 years, essentially a couple months. But the market yield is 2.88% as of August 1st. To provide some context around that, a triple A three-month bonds would yield about 0.25%. So 2.88% is clearly well above that for less interest rate risk. Interesting. Now, you referenced a couple of benchmarks, uh, Barclays 5, Barclays 1 to 10, Barclays Short Intermediate, Managed Money Short Intermediate 1 to 10. Why don't we dive into that second one, the Barclays 1 to 10-year index? Sure. So this benchmark takes the Barclays 5-year as well as the one-year, three-year, seven-year, and 10-year, and blends them into a set of roughly 30,000 bonds. Okay. The result is a set of bonds with maturities between one to 12 years with an effective duration of about 4.1 years as of the end of July. This produces clearly a more diversified distribution of maturities uh, than the Barclays 5 and less implied turnover than that index as well. All that said, security availability is still extremely limited as many bonds in the index were issued well in the past and trade infrequently, if at all. Additionally, the ratings, sector, state distributions are similar to what we just talked about with the Barclays five-year, with some lower investment grade holdings, a higher weighting towards state general obligations, exposure to tobacco revenue, and AMT names and an overweight towards larger issuers like California and New York. And what about the callability that we just talked about uh, as it pertained to the Barclays Five? 
Right, so this index will have a substantial number of callable bonds, including many with maturities of eight, nine, 10 years that are currently callable. This exacerbates the situation highlighted before, where the index owns securities with very short durations and higher market yields, reflecting the embedded call risk. Okay, so the one to 10 has a broader maturity uh, spectrum and limits turnover, but still is very hard to replicate and has some exposures that would not typically be held in a Breckenridge portfolio. You did mention a third benchmark, and can you touch on that? Of course, that would be the Barclays Managed Money Short Intermediate 1 to 10 year. The index holds roughly 9,000 bonds with maturities from 1 to 10 years and has an effective duration of 4.69 years as of the end of July. There are a couple of notable differences between the construction of this index and either the 5-year or the 1 to 10 year. Okay, what would those be? Well, first, based on the highest rating available, bonds in this index will have a minimum credit rating of AA-, so there is no exposure to securities where the highest rating is single-A or triple-B rated securities. Okay, so anything else? Yeah, from a sector standpoint, some have been removed. For instance, there are no hospital bonds, there are no tobacco revenue bonds, and no AMT bonds held in the index. And what about the callability? Well, this index has a bit better call protection than the first two uh, we discussed. The reason for this dovetails with security availability. The managed money 1 to 10 is only comprised of bonds issued within the past five years. This limits the likelihood of bonds being callable and also increases the likelihood that they are actually available for purchase in the market. Of course, that doesn't guarantee either of those, but certainly increases the likelihood on both fronts. Okay, so we've highlighted uh, several characteristics associated with these benchmarks. Are there any other items worth noting? Absolutely. It, it's certainly worth mentioning that a municipal bond index does not incur any transaction cost. Given the inefficient nature of the municipal bond market and the potential for significant bid-ask spreads, not accounting for transaction costs associated with turnover, whether from bonds rolling out of an index or being downgraded and removed from an index, certainly worth noting. Any examples on that? An excellent example of the benefit this can provide an index occurred this year with certain Puerto Rican issuers. As they were downgraded to junk levels or below investment grade levels, they were simply removed from the index at the matrix price, uh, not put out for a bid to the market to reflect a true market price, which likely would have been substantially weaker. Of course. And with all that said, how does Breckenridge consider performance measurement and the overall goals of a high quality municipal bond separate account? Well, above all, we always remain faithful to our philosophy of building portfolios that will preserve the capital of our clients, provide reliable income, and improve after-tax risk-adjusted returns through continuous bottom-up credit research, active portfolio management, and opportunistic trading. Simply put, in an asset class where the upside for taking significant risk is often basis points and the downside can be percentage points, we want to take advantage of the inefficiencies inherent in the market, not speculate on duration, credit, or structure. Our clients typically view this allocation as the core or bedrock of their overall asset allocation, and we always want to stay true to its purpose. Excellent. Thank you, Jeremy. We appreciate your time and hope that you in the field have found this informative. We look forward to having you join us next week.